For this command is a lamp, this teaching is a light, and correction and instruction are the way to life. Proverbs 6.23 Join Bishop Patrick Bruce of the Lighthouse Chapel International, True Vine Cathedral, as he brings you the pure unadulterated word of God. This teaching is anointed, practical, down to earth and full of wisdom and will refresh, energize and bring healing to your body and soul. Listen to the word of God. Amen. I want you to this morning turn to somebody and welcome the person to church. You may have to go out of his seat. Tell that person it's a great thing to serve the Lord. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. There are many good things you can do with your life. But this is one of the really great things to serve the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you for another opportunity to meet together, to fellowship, to spend time in your presence. Thank you that Lord of all the people in this city, you have chosen us to draw us closer this fine day. I pray for open hearts. I pray for a free course that your word will come out as it is intended from heaven. That your points will be made as you wish and great blessing will come upon your people. Let us not remain the same after this morning. But let us be changed to become a people who will truly serve the master. We honor and we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated this morning. It is truly a great thing to serve the Lord. That is what I truly believe. Turn to Malachi. Malachi chapter 3. You know, Malachi chapter 3 is a very well-known passage in the Bible because of its reference to the tithe. And so Malachi chapter 3, 8, 9, 10. It's quite known. Many know about it. It's the basis that we use for tithing and the blessings that come attached to a tithe. But there's more there. And sometimes we forget to read further when we have found the one scripture we are looking for. You know. It is a great thing to save the Lord. Amen. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. Verse 13. But not everybody thinks so. Your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord. That means that we have said hard things. Are you here this morning? If a lady goes to do her hair and she takes 27 Ghana cities to do it, is it, is it expensive? 27 Ghana cities. It's not. Okay, she takes 37 Ghana cities of her little money to do her hair. And then she comes to stand in front of you. Then you tell her, Charlie, your hair no fine. Make you go change. You have said a hard thing. Amen. It's a hard thing. It may be true, but it's a very hard thing to take. And um, God says, you have said hard things about him. And he asked, and, but you say, what have we spoken so much against thee? They are asking God. You see, when a prophet speaks, are you here this morning? When a prophet speaks, he's speaking for God. And so this is a dialogue between God and his people. And God says that you have been saying bad things about me, God. And the people ask, what have we said? Verse 14. Ye have said, it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? And now you call the proud happy. Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. What he's saying here is that people are saying that we don't see why we serve God and we don't see the benefits we don't see the use 
of serving God. Verse 14, there's no benefits. It is vain. It is empty. It is useless to serve God. And what profit? Look at us. We have served God. And, and what is, what profit? When you go to the discos, you see more cars parked than are parked here. When you go to supermarket owners, they have more money than the church members. And the bad girls, they marry earlier than the good girls. And the bad boys get more money than the good boys. And the bad girls born twins and babies. And the good girls don't born. I'm preaching, it's true. Yeah. And then we say that, ah, I have been in church and still I didn't pass my exam. That foolish boy, always chasing girls, smoking, jumping and drinking. He rather has got an A. And it doesn't make sense. And we don't see the, the, the advantage. I was like, I've sacrificed my happiness. I've sacrificed drinking. I've sacrificed smoking. I've sacrificed all these things to come. We have worked mournfully. Are, are you here this morning? Instead of going to have sex and enjoying myself, I have kept myself a virgin. We have worked closely to God. And, and what's the use? What's, what's the point? Why, why, why have we suffered? Why have we done so much and gotten so little from serving God? Because we have been in church in and out, but still no breakthrough. I'm applying for jobs, still no jobs. But these bad boys, they are going with their connections, then they get jobs. I'm trying to go to school, I can't get admission. But he paid a bribe and he's gotten in. It is vain to save God. That is what they are saying. And then they are asking, and what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance? No fornication. I have not fornicated, but still no husband still no marriage still no tangible blessing from my good life and they and they say it is it is vain and and to make it worse verse 15 to make it worse now the the proud people happy is also blessed the proud people are are, are seemingly blessed the bad boys and the bad people are seemingly doing well in the world and 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 those that work wickedness the, the, the bad people they are doing well they are set up and and they that tempt god who say there's no god they're still alive they haven't died yet those who deny god who go and do witchcraft go and cast spells there's no judgment no punishment has fallen upon them and they're still walking around they have been delivered and and so what is the purpose? What is the benefit of, of serving God? Are, are you here? Are you here this morning? But turn to verse 18. You see, God doesn't always answer our questions. And he said something. He said, Then, that means one day, ye shall return and you shall discern or distinguish between the righteous and the wicked and then you will see a difference between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not amen what God is saying is that it may seem that way now it may seem as if there is no benefit, no real benefit to serving God but God says, you just wait. Tell somebody, just wait. I said, just wait. And just live your life. And just keep going. And keep walking. And keep living. And keep doing what you are doing. And one day, when you come back to re-examine people, you will see something. I didn't hear an amen. You will see that there is actually a difference between the wicked and the righteous and you see that there's actually a difference between serving God and not serving God David said I saw the wicked like a big tree sprouting growing huge tree standing on the roadside then I went and when I came back he was gone Psalm 37 it was gone 
the huge tree was gone that is how it is with the things that are not standing on a rock but are standing on sand when the storm comes and the wind comes or even time alone they just collapse and disappear and so this morning are you here this morning starting today i'm giving you 15 reasons maybe more why you should serve god amen because it is a great thing to serve god it is really a great thing to serve god and i want to give you many many reasons reasons why you should give yourself to god and serve him and consider him as somebody who you should devote your time your money and your energy to tell somebody you must serve god i didn't hear tell somebody you must serve god reason number one I beseech ye therefore brethren by the mercies of God that ye present yourselves a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service amen it is the reasonable thing to do it is the correct thing to do if God has touched you before Amen. It is the right thing to do. If you have ever encountered God before and God has ever done something for you, even passed an exam or give you a lift or done something, and if you are in church this morning, very likely God has touched your heart to draw you from the darkness of this world into a closer walk with him amen and so it is reasonable it is a good thing to serve God Luke chapter 4 Luke chapter 4 and he arose verse 38 and he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house and Simon's wife's mother I guess his mother-in-law was taken with a great fever and they besought him for her and he stood over her and rebuked the fever and it left her and immediately she arose and ministered unto them this should be our response amen that when Jesus has helped us, has saved us, has blessed us, has touched our lives. Our response is that we get up and we immediately begin to serve God. When we see that, you see, unless you don't know where you have been saved from, amen, unless we are not aware of what might have happened. You see, somebody once said that there are many people who have dreams of of um, heaven they have dreams of seeing Jesus and dreams of uh, doing something for God and, and it's, it's true I have never had that dream before a dream of seeing Jesus never a dream of serving God a dream of going to heaven I, I have not had those kind of dreams before not at all ever since I was born up to today I have not had a dream like that no but I remember a dream I had when I was in secondary school, I had a dream that it was night, it was darkness, and I was running, and an animal was chasing me, and I couldn't see the animal. I couldn't see, but I could hear it, and it was running after me, and I was running in mud, so I couldn't run fast. And the animal will be chasing me, and just when it's about to catch me then i wake up <laughs> i had this dream night after night for maybe two or three months hey don't laugh <laughs> in those days when i wake up in the morning i'm sweating then i had another dream in that dream i was climbing a ladder a ladder a long thin metal 
narrow ladder and I was climbing, I was climbing until I couldn't see the top, I couldn't see the bottom. I was just hanging on the middle. Then I, I just got stuck. And I said, I can't go again. And I was afraid that I would fall off the ladder into the darkness. And then I woke up. Amen. I forgot these dreams. But the day I became born again, then I remembered these dreams. And I said, hey, so this is what I have been saved from. This, this uncertainty of being in darkness and this uncertainty of having some wild animal chasing me is what I have been saved from. You see, maybe many of us have not thought about what would have happened to you if you had not saved Christ. Ask about you know yourself. Where do you think you would be if you were not a Christian? Some of you would be in prison. Yeah. Some of you would be pregnant. You have three children. One by Mr. Mesa, one by Mr. Marku, one by Mr. Odro. Uh, uh, three children, three different men. It's possible. It's possible. I can, I, I can call people like that. I know some. Some of you might be dead. Because one Sunday I was in church when they called me that come to the hospital. And when I was going, they said, Don't bother, come to the house. When I got there, my church member was dead from abortion. Ask about you could have been you. It could have been eh. Or it cannot be you. It could have been you. Abna, you don't think it could be you? Ah. You see, we, we have been saved. We have been saved from many bad things. Amen. Some of us don't realize what would have happened to you if not because of church, you had married the person you married. Because if you had married the wrong man or the wrong woman, by now they've either beaten you several times or you have some marks on your face. But having, having come to church has changed your life. Amen. Having entered a walk with Christ has changed your life. You may not realize it, but you have saved money. If, if you have really, you see, if you have really walked close to Christ, you will save money. You will stop buying some useless things. And you start investing in God with blessings attached. Amen. And so if God has touched our hearts in some way, then I believe that what we can do to show him that unless you're not born again, unless, unless you are just passing through church, unless you are a visitor, unless you are a pretender, unless you are a church dual citizen, you are a full church member and a full party person, unless you are fully in church and fully in the world, but if you have really given your life to Jesus, and if you have really seen what you might have been, then the reasonable thing to do is, Lord, I must show you how grateful I am. Amen. I must show you that I, what you have done for me, I appreciate it. It means something to me. That's, that's, that, is our, that should be our response to the Lord. That really, really, we understand our salvation and the, what we can do is let me do something for the Lord. Amen. Let me do something for God. And, and so, if you have been really born again and you understand your deliverance from hell and you understand your salvation from destruction and that for nothing good you have done yourself but somebody has just come and picked you out to bless you with eternal life, you should do something back. Amen. I said you should do something back. You should. Somebody has just called you and given you money. You should do something to say thank you. Are, are you here this morning? Are you here this morning? You, you should feel that my life 
unless your life hasn't changed ask your neighbor has your life changed do you see is there a real change in your life because some people they haven't changed they are still doing what they were doing before and after but if your life has really changed listen you must feel that I must do something one day a certain man was walking in a park when he came when he was crossing the park there was a lake on that park and he saw a crowd of people standing at the lake when he got there and he looked he saw he was a footballer an American footballer he saw some a boat out there somewhere in the middle of the water and there were two boys in the water they had fallen off the boat or something and they were shouting for help 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 shouting for help and everybody was standing at the at the at the edge of the lake shouting call the police call the fire service call the ambulance they all were standing at the edge and the boys were in the water shouting help help and the guy came and stood there he said, ah, every, everybody's standing here at the water's edge and nobody's trying to save those children then he said you know something i can't swim good but i gotta try he said i can't swim good but i've got to try then he jumped into the water to try and save the boys do you know what happened he drowned he drowned he couldn't swim and he couldn't even get there he tried like a Kumasi man trying to swim Lake Bustonchui, splashing all the water. He tried, he tried, but he couldn't get there. Then he drowned. And then, but you see, what happened was that they awarded his family a posthumous award because they said that of all the people standing there, hundreds of people at the water's edge standing there, looking at the boys drowning, only he tried to do something. He didn't manage. He didn't succeed. He couldn't get there. But he's the only one who tried to help the boys. And so, the, I think it was uh, Brother Regan. They, they gave his family an award, posthumous, that he's a hero of America. A man who died trying to save. Listen, you deserve, you should try. You can't preach, but you must try and do something for Jesus. Amen. Maybe you can't do much, but you must try. I've got to do something. I, I'm preaching this morning. Yeah, you've got, you cannot sit down there watching other people perishing when you are on solid ground. Ah, you are on good ground. When today I'm going to preach at somebody's memorial service, as I'm going to preach, it's easy for me to preach because the guy I know where he is, he's in heaven. You, 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 when you hear I'm dead, don't be sad for me, cry for my wife and my children because me, I've gone to a better place. Yeah. If you understand your salvation, you will see what you have received. That your life on this earth, no matter how miserable, how difficult, or how bad your life on this earth may be, you have a better life waiting for you. I didn't hear an amen. That's why I'm not too worried about suffering on earth. I try to help, but I can't do much. But I'm not too worried because if you suffer on earth, no problem. There's a reward waiting for you. One day, somebody called me from America. He said that he was sending me a parcel to her mother. I said, no problem. So they sent the money. I should go to her mother. I was thinking, okay, maybe I'm going to Laboni or Ringwiz or Cantonments. They said, no, go to Mamprobi. I said, Mamprobi? Do you know Mamprobi? Mamprobi is like Asafu, maybe. In a... So I went to their house. When I got to Mamprobi, it's not Mamprobi, it's Choco. Do you know Choco? You don't know Choco? I don't know what to say again. <laughs> so I went to the Choco place. When I got to the Choco place, they showed me I had to go to almost the beach. Do you know the, choco, the beach? I got to almost the beach, about one row from the beach. And when I saw the house where the girl in America came from, I said, hey my God, what a house. Hey! Chaco was parked to the ceiling 
there was palm kennels in the whole yard it was a very i said this house has sent somebody to america it's a good place yeah somebody has come from here to go to america so it doesn't matter where you are now amen because when you die you're going to heaven it doesn't matter too much if you are suffering on earth no problem just hold on and don't backslide when you die you're going to heaven so it's not a big problem amen you have received life and life eternal he that has the son has life and there are many others out there who in actual fact don't have life you ought to try i said you ought to try and do something i didn't hear an amen this morning yeah you should try and say i can do something you should try tell somebody you must try you should try something for god amen are you here this morning am i talking to you am i talking to you yeah try it is the reasonable thing you can do it is what you can do to show the lord that really really i am born again amen james chapter 2 james chapter 2 and verse 14 what does it profit my brethren though a man say he hath faith and have not works can faith save him verse 17 even so faith if it hath not works is dead being alone yea are, are you here this morning are you here this morning yea a man may say thou hast faith and i have works show me thy faith without thy works now show thee my faith by my works amen one of the are you here this morning one of the real tangible ways of showing our faith is by what we do is by what we do to show our faith that really you are born again that really you understand your salvation and that really you have been delivered from darkness to light really if really you are born ask him are you really born again are you one day a certain girl brought her beloved to church she they sat at the back it was not in this church in another church they sat at the back when the pastor said how many want to give their life to Christ raise your hand she told the guy raise your hand <laughs> raise your hand and the guy raised his hand then she too she raised her hand then the man said come come to their front and they and they both keep the guy was chewing gum so he came he came to the front he came and stood at their front then the girl came and stood by him then she did this put your head put your head and the guy and he bowed his head i said pray after me i'm a sinner i'm a sinner is he a sinner does he think he's a sinner ah then when they finished they said come for classing do you know why because they told her that if your beloved is not born again we don't recommend their wedding so she said oh he's born again you will see i'll show he's born again and he became born again and then he walked to the front in a certain church I'm a sinner. Jesus, you are the Lord. I, I, I am born again. Amen. Please follow Asha. Follow the Asha. I, are you really born again? 
because said show me your faith by your works let me see if you are really born again let me see something let me see you aware that you have been saved from hell do you know hell i said do you know hell let me see you know that you have been saved from hell but as you are sitting here maybe i don't know maybe you are chewing gum in your head maybe i just hear some i i do you understand your salvation do you really know what you have been saved from maybe you see many of us don't think about it to have any reason for our faith to show but really your faith i must see your faith i must see that you you have faith amen oh i said amen if you really understand your salvation and you understand that you have been saved from hell at least do something for somebody at least do something for let me see that you appreciate your salvation let me see that you have been you have been you have been saved from hell let me see that you understand where you might have been if you were not here let me see you understand it let me see you know what might have happened to you if you had continued on that old way and many others are on that old way i'm preaching this morning i'm talking to somebody yeah one day two pastors they were going on their crusade and one night around 3 a.m they were standing outside on the streets when there was a disco opposite them when the door of the disco opened and some guy came out he had opened his chest his buttons were open some gold chains around his neck he had two girls one here one here and he came out of the disco hey, two girls come two girls on come and hold my hand two girls one here one here and he came out of the disco hey don't take picture <laughs> two girls and he came out of the disco and we're all laughing ha, ha, ha. we're laughing in the night 4 a.m and they got into a car and drove away and after they had it's okay it's down now. <laughs> after they had gone then one pastor said that is how i used to be one of the pastors said that is how i remember he said this same door this same disco i have come out from here many times like this man this same place and the other pastor told him then you better do more than you are doing if if what you are saying is true that you you were coming out of that disco when you were 13 14 15 years old coming out of that disco like that having drunk vodka and gin and then you come out in the night 4 a.m going home and today you are, you are here like that then you better do something for god because you have been really saved from something very bad really saved and the guy said it's true and he became an evangelist hey, today he's preaching he's preaching the gospel every around them everywhere he's a bishop today yeah because you can see what you have been saved from he said that he hadn't thought about it that i have been saved from something very bad listen if you can see what you might have been where you, you should do something for christ amen oh i said amen i think you must do something for god i think you must i think you you must understand what you might have been and you must agree that you know i cannot do much but i have to do i can't swim tell somebody i can't swim it, it's true you can't swim <laughs> i can't swim but i've got to try i can't preach but i've got to try i've got to do something for god to understand to appreciate my salvation amen this morning i'm looking for people who want to serve god it's a great thing to serve the lord it's a great thing to serve the lord hallelujah amen are you here this morning tell somebody you've got to do something matthew chapter 10 
I said 15 reasons, eh? Okay, reason number one is it's a reasonable thing to do. That is Romans 12, 1. Reason number two, it is an evidence of your faith. James chapter 2. And reason number three, Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, verse 41. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous person in the name of a righteous person shall receive a righteous man's reward. Verse 42. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only just a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple Jesus says verily I say unto you he shall in no wise lose his reward point three there are many things that qualify as working for God many many things qualify as working for God even giving a cup of water to a child will give you a reward amen I said even Jesus' words even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in my name what you have done in my name you will surely not lose your reward what he's saying here is that there are so many different things you can do some may seem insignificant some may seem like not spiritual not powerful not holy not anointed but in the eyes of jesus they bring a reward amen whatever has a reward is work something has been done for a reward to be given you see when bishop mentioned a year of serving god he said this year we are starting new choirs i'm waiting for a reggae choir in this church i'm waiting i want a reggae man with dreadlocks come and lead a reggae choir then we are singing i and i and we are dancing we are just singing yeah because some of you that's what you are listening to in the world that's the, your heart music bob marley is your idol only you are born again now you are now born again bob marley and peter tosh and and those guys are your people is in your heart still when they start playing reggae you see that your steps are coming it is, it is coming out again because it's in your heart it's in church amen i and listen there's so much work somebody asked me pastor what is there to do i i, I said she i i can't stay there's so much to do there's so much work to do from lights cleaning when you go to a big hotel in a big hotel there are you see you see the hotel manager and the front desk but there are many other things happening in the hotel there are cleaners there are cooks there are um, waiters there are people at the poolside it, there is a lot of work going on in the hotel a lot of people are working some you see at the front desk some are wearing uniform some are at the far back they don't have uniform they are wearing shorts and they are weeding the grass some come in the night and come and clear the rubbish out of the swimming pool some when you have clothed and gone home then they come and sweep their place when you go to a hotel and it's nice and they are playing music somebody is sitting somewhere pressing a computer to play music and it's coming and then when one light doesn't come somebody must come and go and change the bulb yeah in a hotel there are a lot of jobs in a big church there are a lot of things that need to be done there are a lot of things hey and jesus said that even giving a little you see you may think that you know i can't preach and i can't sing and i can't do a, be a counselor so i can't do anything 
these are the ones you see at the front. There are many, many other things that are going on underneath. Many, many, many other things. And they all have a reward. Oh yes. They all have a reward. Every single thing. Your labor in the Lord shall not be in vain. There is nothing that you can do for God that is zero. No, not at all. I said not at all. Even to go and gather children and bring them is a great reward. Hallelujah. Jesus one day called the disciples and he said, bring your feet. And he washed their feet. And Peter asked him, are you coming to wash my feet? He said, no. Jesus said, what I do, you understand not. You don't understand what I'm doing. He said, bring your, take off your shoe, take off your socks, and bring your foot. He, Peter said, Peter said, Kai, me, walai, I won't do, I won't bring my leg. I, you bring your leg. Put your sock on. <laughs> Peter said, I will not, my pastor's bring his leg, my, my, my actually bring his leg. Peter said, I will not bring my leg, no. Jesus said that what I'm doing, I'm showing you how to serve. He said, this guy, he serves easily already. That's why he's easily bringing his shoe and his leg to me to wash for, for him. Easily, happily bringing his leg. Peter said, no. Jesus said, I am showing you how to serve. How to serve. Because as you are sitting here, you don't know how to serve. You come to church dressed in your nice clothes. And when you finish, you go away in your nice clothes. That's why next Friday, next Sunday is T-shirt Sunday. Yeah, no nice clothes again. Once a month. We all come in T-shirts. Easy. We are simple. Oh, it's not a good idea. You have to say amen. It's my idea. Yeah. And he said, no. You wash my feet. And Jesus said that in that case, then wash my hands and my head also he says don't wash my feet alone no 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 wash my hands and my head and jesus said that listen he that is clean doesn't need to be washed again i'm not washing you to clean you i'm proving a point to you that this is humility save that's all i'm not coming to clean you that's not my aim but i'm showing you how to work among your brothers anything at all this morning i want somebody to work in church amen now i want somebody to decide i'm gonna work for god i'm gonna i'm going to do something for god i'm going to be a, a, a cell leader i'm going to be a cell gatherer i'm going to be an outreach person i'm going to just bring my friends to church i'm going to just join the choir i can't sing join the worship choir join the ladies fellowship join the, the men's premier job there are so many other things going on in this church this morning this morning i am looking for one two three five people who said pastor what you're saying is true i want to work for god i i want to work for god not for me oh hey no 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 come and be a, a, a co-worker with me a co-laborer in the vineyard this morning I'm, I'm looking for you see from this year the year is starting it is now you must decide to work for God so you have the year to continue working don't wait till June July I'm thinking I'm thinking July August before I start no it's, it's no now 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 that you say I want to work for God I want to do something sing preach Sunday school children's service aquaba stand at the door greet reggae choir a high life choir tree choir what again choir is there every hymn choir even we, we, every service can have its own hymn choir every service we can have three people coming every Sunday to come and sing hymns for us won't you be happy ah, these days the kids they can't sing hymns they don't know hymns yeah they don't know hymns there are schools they don't teach hymns they have phones with pornography they don't have hymns yeah are you here this morning I need somebody who will say, listen, pastor, I want to help. I know some guys who don't go to church. I will bring them. Because if I go, they will laugh at me. Who am I? They don't know me. I don't have any connection with them. 
but they know who you are. And you, you, they'll listen to you. Many of your friends are not in church simply because nobody has invited them. That's the main reason why many people are not in church because nobody has said, let's go. And when they say, let's go, and he says, tomorrow, he says, okay, tomorrow. No, let's go. We are going. I'm going with you. I'm tired. No, 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 let's go. It's good for you. Let's go to church. I don't want to go. You are going. Come, we are going to church. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I don't want to go. You will go. I'm, I, I look, next week. No, this week. Nobody has pulled them to church. That's why they didn't come to church. Because they need to be pulled. Many children have to be pulled to go to school. Until they grow. Then they want to go to school themselves. But class 1, 2, and 3. Time to go to school. I won't go, I won't go. Hey! If they had listened to you at that time, you wouldn't be here having gone to school. But they took you as a small boy. Go to school. Hey, bring a cane. Give me a cane. Go, go to school. Go. They're holding cane behind you to go to school. Today you are trying to go to university. And you are paying university fees to go higher. Because after being compelled, you have seen the value of education. If they had left you as a child, being I want to go and play on the roadside. I want to go and pluck mango. You are a very foolish boy. You are lying to be foolish. No, no, no. Bring them to church. I need somebody who is a pastor. Listen, I understand. There is a work I can do. There is a work I can do. Are you here this morning? Are you here this morning? There is something you can do for God. There is something. Put your hand on your hearts. If you are serious, if you are serious, you are a serious Christian, you are a serious person who knows that God has delivered you from hell. You are a serious person who knows that you could have gone, you could have died and, and gone to hell. You are, you are very blessed. You are very blessed. But if you are here this morning and you are not born again, if you are here this morning, as I'm speaking, you know in your heart, you are not sure that if you die, you are going to heaven. Please do me a favor, lift your right hand right now. I want to pray for you. Because that is the beginning of working for God. You must be sure you belong to Him. If you are here this morning and you are not sure you are born again, you are not sure that if you die, you are going to heaven. You are not sure that if you open your eyes, you will see Jesus and not demons. If you are here and you are even afraid to die, sometimes you, you panic at the idea of death. Please, every head bowed, every eye closed, do me a favor and lift your right hand. Lift your right hand. Thank you, my brother. Anybody else? Lift your right hand. I, I, Pastor, I'm not sure I'm born again. I'm not sure that if I die, I'm going to heaven. Sometimes I'm afraid. Sometimes I panic. I really want to go to heaven, but I don't know what to do. If you are here like that, please, every head bowed, every eye closed, just only you and God, lift your right hand for me. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. I'm, I'm waiting. Just your right hand over your head. Pastor, pray for me. Thank you, my brother. I see your hand. Yes. Pastor, please pray for me. I want to go to heaven. I'm not sure, but I want to give my life to Jesus and be sure that if I die, then don't worry about me at all. I've gone to heaven. Worry about my wife and my children. You are here and you are not sure. Please don't miss this chance. You too. Just your right hand over your head. Just your right hand over your head. Thank you. Listen, with your hand raised, please just come to me. Just, just come. Want to stand your feet, all of us? Shall we stand to our feet? Yes, just come. Oh, put your hands together. Put your hands together. I want to give another person a chance. That, oh, me too. Uh, Pastor, I'm thinking. I've been thinking about it. But I'm not sure. I don't feel... No, no, it's not a question of feeling. It's a question of knowing that you are not certain. You are not sure in your heart that you are born again. I want to give you one more minute. Think about it. I need to give my heart to Jesus. My heart to Jesus. My heart to Jesus. Please. You are here like that. And you are not sure. Lift your right hand right now. Just right now. Right now. 
Jesus. I want us to pray, all of us, even if you are born again, this morning, pray again to rededicate and recommit yourself to Jesus and to remind yourself of who you are and the vows you took when you gave your life to Jesus. And so wherever you are, do me a favor. Let us pray. My brother, please pray with me. Okay? Shall we pray? Pray after me. Dear Jesus, today I come to you just as I am. I believe you are the son of God. I believe you died and, and rose again. I believe you died for me on the cross. Today, Lord Jesus, I come to you and I ask you, forgive me of my sins. Let your blood that was shed at Calvary wash them all away. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father, that you sent your son to die for me. From today, I am born again. From today, I belong to Jesus. From today, Jesus is my Lord, my Master, and my Savior. I will serve him and I will follow him for the rest of my days. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, thank you for my brother as he stands here to confess you before this house and all the powers in the heavenlies and on earth. Mark him for this life. Let him serve you all his days. Let him be set aside, set apart as a holy vessel, sanctified for the master's use. Let his life change because of today. Bless him in Jesus' name. Listen, 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 listen. Please go with our brother. If you are here and you want to work for God, please come. I, I want somebody who is here. I want to do something for God. Please come. I want to pray for you too. I will be. If you've already come once, don't come again. You've already come once. But I want to serve God in some way. I can be. An usher, I can be a, a, a chorister, I can do something, anything for God, anything, anything. I want to do something for God. Thank you, thank you, my sister, thank you, my brothers, thank you, my brothers, thank you. I want to do something for God. I, I can't swim good, but I've got to try. I, I can't run fast, but I've got to try. I can't preach, but I've got to try. Thank you, my sister. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Put your hands together for the Lord. You may be seated. We believe the word of God has come through to you. Join us at the Lighthouse Chapel International True Vine Cathedral, located at Bamtama, behind the Confident Eating Place. This and every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. every Tuesday. Stay blessed.